Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Swearing Mamas podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Crystal. (laughs) Surprise! We have a special guest today. This is my Aunt Crystal. So, thanks for being on the show today. You're welcome. Glad to be here. (laughs) Glad I could make it to Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah, she's actually here in person, so it's like so unusual for me i can actually like look at someone when we're talking now i feel like i can't look at you (laughs) don't look at me (laughs) so um my aunt crystal is i just feel like i just should i just call you crystal or aunt crystal it's like a weird thing now because you're not their aunt yeah just say you're just crystal (laughs) it's the first time i'm ever calling you crystal she called me c See, see, dog. <laughs> we won't, we won't do that. Let's <laughs> all <So> see. <laughs> Corny Aunt Crystal. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We we have a lot of that on this show. So, you are a mother of three. Correct. Three boys. All boys. My three sons. So tell us about that. Tell us about your family. <laughs> okay, well, um, let's see. I had Keith first about five or six months later. That was in 1990. Five or six months later, I got pregnant with Tyler, my son Tyler. And uh, so they're 15 months apart. And then... Three years after that, I believe it was three years after that, I had Joshua in 94. Yeah, 90, 91, 94. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> so. You really jumped right back in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, back I in the saddle again. <laughs> was that intentional? <laughs> Every time? No, no. <laughs> No, the first two times were accidents. <laughs> Third time was intentional. Third time was planned. Okay. Yep. That I, was, I was, I figured I already had the two. I knew I wanted to have a third. And I didn't want to wait too much longer because I didn't want them spread too far apart. I wanted all my boys to be close or children. I didn't know Joshua was going to be a uh, boy at that time. I thought he may be a girl. Were you kind of hoping he may be at a girl? At one point, but then later I was glad he wasn't mm-hmm. a girl. I was glad I had all three boys. Um, just because I was a worry wart. I would have been a worried to death all the time if I had a girl. Yeah. Having her spend the night anywhere or anything like that. Things are just so crazy. So, anyway. Yes, yeah, so I was glad I had the three boys. Uh, but Joshua, yeah, so we decided didn't want them spread too far apart, so we were back and forth. We were trying, then we weren't trying. Then we were just letting things happen, and mm-hmm. they happened, and, and he happened. <laughs> that was kind of my attitude, and then, like, two months later, I was pregnant. <laughs> That's how it was with Joshua. It was, like, a month or two that we were back and forth like that, and then, and then whammo. <laughs> it's so funny, because you just don't know something... I mean, everyone's different, and you don't know how you you are until you try and know how your partner is. So, it could take a week, 
a year. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then when I showed up, I showed up to um, Ronnie's work, my husband's work, to tell him after I'd had a test, going to the doctor and actually had a test done. And um, he did not believe me until, <laughs> so it may not have even been a month. I don't know. It wasn't very long. We were back and forth about it. But he didn't believe that I had gotten pregnant right after we were doing this little experiment of back and forth, yes, or yay or nay. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yes, he didn't believe me until I showed him the test from the doctor. He was like, you are not pregnant. No, you're not. Stop messing with me. (laughs) (laughs) But it turned out good. Yes. I had a beautiful, beautiful third baby boy. Beautiful baby. Bronze baby. Came out bronze. (laughs) Beautiful boy. (laughs) Well, weren't all your kids, like, white blonde hair? Well, not exactly. Um, Keith's hair. (laughs) I had an emergency C-section with Keith. So the first time I saw him, I was still um, on some pretty heavy drugs. Um, because it was an emergency C-section after having been in labor for two days. Oh, my God. So they had to put me to sleep, and then they had me on, uh, I forget what it was, some kind of heavy, heavy-duty painkillers. And um, so when I finally came to and was, they brought him into the room, his hair was actually black when he was first born, and they had shampooed it. And cow dried it so it's sticking straight up and it looked like he had an afro. And I was like, just looking at him in my drug addled mind, like, that is not my baby. They've mixed my baby up. They've switched. That's not my baby. <laughs> but uh, we had to stay in the week, in the hospital a week um, because of the. I don't know, it was just hard with the um, C-section and stuff. And um, he, uh, by the time we left, his hospital picture, the day we left, his hair is blonde, uh, like a strawberry blonde. And his baby picture. So in a week, it had gone from, looked like black to, yeah, to blonde. And then Tyler, his, when I brought him home from the hospital, um, his was jet black beautiful thick long thick silky black hair and uh he his hair i can't remember when that changed to blonde but it didn't take very long either hmm. and then by the time they were toddlers they were complete toe heads and their hair looked white Her yeah that's head. how i like all their kid pictures like that's how i picture them like with that light really light hair yeah little dolls Yep. <laughs> Joshua's wasn't wasn't like black looking like theirs was when he was born, but um, but he get, still also got blonder as he got older. So then I had three little white headed <laughs> looking little babies. Oh, <laughs> well, um, we definitely know Keith was not switched at birth. Now, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that because like. That happens, right? That happens to people. Yes, that was actually one of my concerns. It really oh. was one of my concerns. Yeah. Also, you know, that big concern to where they have all their fingers and toes. Yeah. And so before I was able to see him even, um, and when they had first 
woken me up after the surgery. Um, that's all I could say to Ronnie is, um, does he have all? Does he have five toes? I think is what I said to him. <laughs> five this really, five. probably should have ten. ten. <laughs> <laughs> but all I could say was five. Does he have five toes? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I wasn't awake long, and they went back to sleep. And then I saw the Afro baby. And <laughs> <laughs> what a wild ride! Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was the tiring three day, two and a half days, or however long that whole um, entire experience was. Yeah, that was pretty intense. Um, now Joshua, um, he came out trying to nurse. Uh-huh. It was really funny when now he didn't do it when my mom held him, when my mom held him, or when Ronnie held him, but when they handed him, as soon as they started handing him to me, right after he was born. They, uh, he was already making the nursing thing. Already, his lips were going. He was already ah, trying to nurse, and so cute. yeah, and I put him right to my breast, and he started nursing right away. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and uh, and he would nurse in his sleep until he was probably like three years old. <laughs> Even though I nursed him till he was one year old, he still would do those motions in his when sleep he like was, he was nursing until he was like three years old. Yep. Oliver doesn't do that anymore. But he will actually nurse on me when he's sleeping. <laughs> if if he falls asleep that way, if I unlatch him, he's just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, did you have to have a C-section every time after that? Then no, no. And um, we lived. Keith was born in Seaford, Delaware, which is where I had the. Yeah, so I had the C-section with him. Then we moved to North Carolina. And uh, that's why I found out I was pregnant with Tyler was when we were already in North Carolina. And we lived in a very small town, Clinton, North Carolina, with a small hospital that still did it the old ways where they would only do VBACs, which means they'll only do a vaginal, I mean, they would not, sorry, they would not do VBACs. So they would not do a vaginal birth after a C-section. They would only do another c-section which i did not want to have another c-section and i had read a lot up on it and it's very bad to have extra more c-sections um because it's harder and harder and harder for your muscles to heal sure each time so because they cut through those layers of muscles so it's very hard for them to could heal over and over again and you have more scar tissue which can go into your organs and oh everything so it's, so it's pretty dangerous to have successive c-sections um or cesarean sections i should say they don't call them c-sections anymore cesareans (laughs) so i had to find a doctor they wouldn't even let me keep the same doctor if i was going to deliver in a different hospital so i had to go 45 minutes away to fayetteville north carolina to a new doctor and um, obstetrician and deliver in fayetteville cape fear valley hospital fayetteville north carolina uh, which is pretty interesting when you have to do those weekly visits at the end. We had to had to each time oh, go yeah. to go all the way to Fayetteville each time. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, so I did a feedback, but with Tyler, um, in order to do that again, the reason I ended up having the emergency C-section with Keith was the same issue I ended up having with all three of my boys: is that I would not dilate past three centimeters. 
Hmm. So um, it didn't matter how much Pitocin they gave me or what. I just didn't oh. want to dilate. But with Tyler, how they normally do like the Pitocin drip in the one arm, in order to get me to dilate, they ran the IVs into both arms and it ran in. It wasn't dripping. It was running in. Oh. And um, so I had no choice but to have an epidural with him because the, the contractions were completely off the screen. Completely, like, they couldn't even monitor them. That's how strong they were. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so they said, if you do not have an epidural, you will die from the pain. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, So it was, they were so bad that even after the epidural, I could still feel the contractions. Wow. But they weren't, like, overwhelming where I couldn't handle it. So, yeah. So that's how I had to have him. Oh, my goodness. And the worst part was that I went into labor the night before... And I went to the hospital, and um, I was in hard labor and a lot of pain. And um, the hospital, the nurses told me to leave because they checked me and saw that I wasn't dilated uh-huh. far enough. And I was like, that's the, that's the issue I have. I don't dilate. Just call my doc, call my obstetrician. And they refused to call him and made me leave the hospital. I couldn't even walk. Couldn't even stand up. I was doing like a duck walk out of the hospital. Uh, and so I was in a hotel room all night long in excruciating pain and hard labor. Finally, like 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, my husband took me back to the hospital. And those nurses called my obstetrician. And he's like, oh, set her up. She doesn't dilate. <laughs> and, like, I told them. Yeah. <laughs> so then he came to the hospital and he did the, you know. Running the Pitocin and all that. And then I was finally able to have him. Then with Joshua, um, I actually was preeclamptic with Joshua. And um, I had gone in for a checkup. And they determined that I was leaking water. Um, not like my water had broke, but I was leaking water. And they were afraid with the preeclampsia. My blood pressure was so high that it would... There wouldn't be enough water for him to survive. Mm -hmm. So they decided to do a um, uh, induced labor the next day. So I was supposed to come in first thing the next morning and be induced. And I got there, and when they hooked me up with that strap and everything, they found out I was actually already in labor. (laughs) Oh. So, um, which I was late with him anyway. I was late with Keith, and I was late with Joshua. So I was already... Josh was already past due anyway. Tyler was early. Tyler was a month early. But, um, anyway, um, they hooked me up, found out I was in labor. By this time, by 94, they had the gel implants, which also thin the cervix and everything. So they help induce and help dilation and everything. So they gave me the gel implants something else and the Pitocin again so that I would dilate. They were like, we're gonna make this happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I was able to have yeah, him. Vaginal delivery with him as well. Yep. Wow. Are you tired still? <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> I am. <laughs> that was a lot. I mean, I did it once and I mean, it wasn't all that difficult. Like, it wasn't an easy, smooth one. 
But I didn't have all those things. And I'm already like, that was enough for me. <laughs> so you're not going to have again. any more? No, we're going to, um, we're thinking of like a fostering and adopting in the future. Oh, so you're, yeah. not, you're really not going to have any more yourself, though? Not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, because well, of the now. birth or just, just because yeah. you would prefer to all of it. I help feel like, the other? Yeah, I want to help. Adopt, not shop. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, you should get shirts made to say that. Adopt. Okay. I'm going to put it on a Swearing Mamas t-shirt. So keep on the lookout. <laughs> but, no, uh, I mean, that and it's just been just that everything. Be adopt, not bop? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it improved. <laughs> adopt, not bop. You can bop, but, like, just, you know. You Make sure you know per- where to stop when you bop. <laughs> <laughs> so you can adopt. There it is. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> uh, but Josh, he never has to question how loved he is. Because you did, you went through all that two times and you still said, I'm going to. I want to do this again. Right. So. And I had planned on doing it yet again. Yeah. Oh, Before I'll tell you a funny. Yes. Um, I'll tell you a funny story, though. Um, I babysat, well, you and Alexis, both when you were little. And Tyler always loved little girls. And um, even when he was that little. <laughs> and so he wanted a sister. He didn't want a brother. He wanted a sister. And um, so when Joshua was born, my stepdad brought Keith and Tyler into the room. And um, Keith walked right up and, you know, was getting to know Joshua. And Tyler was standing back looking a little angry. And uh, (laughs) so (laughs) Bill said, well, that's your... That's your baby brother. Go meet your baby brother. And he got a smushed his face up and crossed his arms over his chest and said, That's not my brother. I wanted a sister. <laughs> Aww. <sighs> but then he loved him to death. Nah, didn't take long. That was that was the same in our household. I was like, what did I ask my mom if we could exchange him for a sister or something can we take him back and get a girl something like that dylan was um well you know dylan (laughs) for those of you who don't my brother used to throw things at my head and he was uh he you know he was a boy um in many ways (laughs) yeah that's what boys boys do that that's what they do oh yeah makes life interesting interesting yep Uh, yeah, I think it was best in other ways that I had boys, too. I liked the boy attitude stuff, too. A lot of crazy. <laughs> it was scary, though. It could be very scary at times. Yeah, they're, like, fearless or something. Yeah, fearless. And it's like, yes. you need to have some fears. Get some fears. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time Tyler was punished. We lived in the townhouses in Arbutus, which the back part where his bedroom was was three stories up in the air because it's on a hill and um so he was punished to his bedroom 
And because I was so panicky about their windows being that high up in the air and stuff and something could happen, I um, put this big piece of furniture in front of the window and um, to try to block a good bit of the window. And it, had, it was like a big armora type thing. Big thing had drawers and cabinets and everything in it. Anyway, I'm in the backyard and something just drew my attention. How something just makes you look. And I look up and he is standing on top of that piece of furniture. Oh my God. And I had the window was open. <sighs> so he was leaning his full body on, in, on the window. Screen. Oh my god. Three stories up. <gasps> yes. Uh, Very. Uh, you, you never saw anybody run so fast up three step, three flights of steps in your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. It was, I don't remember what I ended up putting over the window, but I ended up blocking it off with something even more. Yeah. Like a bar across it. No. Ronnie screwed wood across it. Wood. Like wood. Um boards wooden boards across <laughs> it so that <laughs> yeah sounds that like he, you have scary. to yeah these but are yeah, the... the kind of things that happened yeah yeah i'm like don't think i'm prepared for those moments i think like for because you know i was like hoping and expecting a girl so then i found out i was having a boy i'm like i have to get in boy brain like <laughs> What am I going to expect? Whatever. And you think about them being little and, like, eating dirt and stuff. And then I've thought about, like, the teenage years. Like, when we first bought our house, my friend and I, we went into my son's nursery. And we were like, okay, let's figure out how he's going to sneak out. Because he has a window and he will sneak out. So let's figure it out. So we, yes, <laughs> we had to figure all that out. But yeah, these those in between years I think will be full of surprises for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Standing on things. Joshua was an escape artist. <laughs> well and, yeah. Uh, I mean when he was little bitty was an escape artist. And um <laughs> he could work doorknobs and locks like nobody's business. And so when he learned how, and what he would do is you would leave the room literally for a second and he had that door open when it was out it. And when he did, you would, his diaper would be laying in the living room. Oh no. He would strip off so he was naked. (laughs) We lived in the townhouses. I'd walk back in the room and literally, you know how close our living room was to our kitchen. It was like Uh right there. I go in the kitchen. Walk back out. He's gone. His diaper's laying in the floor. Jerk the door open. He's running down the sidewalk. Oh, my gosh. Naked, running down the sidewalk. So then we um, had to put a bolt higher up on the door. And, um, or started using the bolt. That's what it was. It had a bolt already, but, and it was higher on the door. So we started using the bolt. When he figured out how to do that, he'd pull a chair over, stand on top. And, I mean, he was little. And he would undo that. And get out. So then we got the chain lock thing that went uh-huh. up at the top, like at the top part of the door to slide over. Darn if that sucker didn't figure out how to get that thing undone, too. <laughs> and um, we ended up having to do vertically at the very top of the door, up and down, another lock on the top of the, you know, the very top frame of oh the door. Oh, my gosh. To, to keep him in. 
Yeah. And I mean, literally, it was like a minute. You would be going a minute, and he was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh, this this same Josh, once snuck over to my house. So, do you remember? This? Oh my gosh! Yes. He, oh my gosh! How he old hid. was he? He was like. Nine. Yeah, they were right around that, and uh, he hid in like the back of our minivan. Well, Joshua right? and her, and Joshua and Dylan played on a basketball team together, right? Or, or on different teams? I don't know if they were on the same team, but they were. They both played. Yeah, basketball. they both played basketball. So we were at the. Yeah, they were on different teams. That's right. But they played basketball, and they were there to have their pictures taken. And so. We get finished. Oh, when Tyler was getting hit, all of the boys were getting their pictures taken. And um, I think Keith was still playing at that time as well. Anyway, so we're getting the other boys' pictures taken too. And we're ready to go. Well, Joshua is nowhere to be found. <laughs> and um, I mean, I ended up calling the police and everything. <clears throat> yeah. Come to find out, he had snuck in the back of Lauren's mom's van. And we didn't even notice van. Him. Yeah, the they didn't. Know, the they didn't even know he was there, hid in the back of their van until they got home. <laughs> the only way we ever found out he was there, everybody was inside minding their business, and Dylan <laughs> quietly went out back to play basketball. And I noticed I was hearing—I don't know if I was hearing two different bounces or if I was hearing his voice. But I was like, "Who is in the backyard with Dylan?" And I looked out my window, and there's Josh. Mom, do you know Josh is here? Oh, my gosh, boys. <laughs> right. So, I'm really interested to see the adventures that we'll have. But, I guess having all these cousins and having my brother, I've got a little small taste of the yeah. different kinds. Chip and Mary had some pretty intense escape episodes oh, yeah. with Timothy and Daniel, too. They yeah. literally had to nail the windows shut. Because nothing they did, locks, whatever they put on them, those kids would get off. They had to nail them shut. <laughs> yeah, Daniel escaped when I was babysitting them before. I mean, like, I saw him, but I had to chase him running down the sidewalk. <laughs> Luckily, I had a partner babe helping me babysit that time. <laughs> so I was like, what do I do? There's too many of these kids. <laughs> They're all fast. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Oliver has already started fidgeting with the doorknob. Oh, yeah, he's good at opening closing boxes and all kinds of figures that stuff out, doesn't he? Yeah, I think uh. if he was just like an inch taller, he could probably be out the door. But he's not yet, so. <laughs> Worry <laughs> about that Put later. a bell on it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what my mom had. She has bells on the back door so we wouldn't sneak out. Why didn't I ever think of that when my kids were little? I never thought of the bells until just this minute. Bells. I mean, That's you can idea. easily grab the bells. So here's what you do. You gotta grab it by the bell. Like, you can't grab any other part of the thing. You hold it so that when the ball hits inside, it doesn't echo. Because you closed the little slots with your palm. Oh. And you just use that to put it off the door. That's how you snuck out then. So it's not just boys. Uh. I, can I tell you, I think that, I think Tyler might have actually shown me that when he was staying with us. <laughs> but yeah. Either way. No, I snuck out a few times. But 
It was like, I, we recently told my mom this. Alexis and I were having a sleepover. And we literally just, like, we snuck out and went in my backyard to go in the pool just to, like, see if we could. And then we came <laughs> back inside. <laughs> it was that and then, like, one other time. So I wasn't that slick. Shoot, me and Uncle Chip were slick. I was a teenager. And we took my mom's car one night and so she wouldn't hear it start up in the driveway we pushed it out of the driveway <laughs> put it in neutral pushed it out and backed it out of the driveway by pushing it the two of us and um then pushed it about a quarter mile down the road before popped in and started it just to make sure my mom didn't hear it <laughs> and took off for a couple hours in the oh car oh gosh <laughs> Did you ever get caught? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was really well thought out, though. Yeah. Sneaking out is a whole... I hope that. I hope that he won't sneak out, though, for the fact that I want to know where you are in case something happens. Yeah, you but know? they think they're invincible. Plus, it's fun to sneak out. Like, the, why do you think me and Alexis went in the pool? Yes. We just wanted to be bad. It's the adrenaline rush, man. Sneaking out. And, yeah, it's just being able to, like, I snuck out last night. Went swimming in my own pool. I'm so bad. <laughs> but, okay, okay. So, what was, like, out of all these times, the biggest challenge with parenting in general? Uh, things they did and got into as teenagers and young adults. Um, Tyler had an issue with drinking and drugs off and on, and he had been in a lot of accidents. The poor kid had a black cloud over his head. His whole life was in one accident after another after another and uh, was always in pain and started taking Percocet actually was prescribed Percocet for an operation he had um, and then started taking them more frequently and for pleasure, for fun or also I guess when he was really in pain and stuff too but not when he was when he was no longer prescribed them and uh, so he battled with drug addiction for several years and uh, was bound and determined this past September, Labor Day weekend when I saw him, that he was having a problem again. And he and I were going to find a way to fight it and win and his life was going to be different, and he was excited about it, actually, and he had one last episode and passed away September 5th. So I would say that was definitely the absolute biggest struggle there. Yeah. I know that <clears throat> the relationship that you provided to him was... Uh, above and beyond what I think most adults are able to get from their parents still. 
So I really can't imagine at all. Can't imagine anyway, but I just think that you guys had a really special friendship too on top of just being yeah, a Yeah, we really did. We did some fun stuff together. Yeah. yeah. Some crazy stuff together too. Some really fun stuff. We yeah. went to this music festival one time and <laughs> Tyler <laughs> used to work with me all the time doing catering jobs and stuff and at the end of the school year the schools always end up throwing away all kinds of stuff. A lot of useful stuff. It's really a shame. Um, like art departments throw away tons of art paper and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, um, we were using the kitchen at a school and uh, they had thrown away um, the full Easter Bunny costume. Like the kind that you get your picture taken with. Full head, hands, everything. Full costume. Nothing wrong with it. Wasn't dirty or anything. It was in good shape. Anyway, we went to this music festival, and on the way, Tyler's like, put that bunny head on. <laughs> <laughs> he was driving. <laughs> I put that bunny head on. We laughed so hard. I kept turning around looking at people in their cars, and uh, oh my gosh, people were scared and laughing, and kids look, looking at us, and oh, it was really funny. <laughs> we had a lot of fun adventures together. Yeah. And with that kind of, like, great bond that you guys had, is that just something that comes naturally, or is there a, is there a secret, or is it just the kind of person that he was? Like, what do you think when you think about that? I think it was a combination of all of those. Actually, um, we had a lot of things in common as far as our sense of humor. A lot of things we thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, other people would think was really stupid, but Tyler and I'd be laughing our asses off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we were think it was the funniest thing in the world. Everybody else looking at us like we're dumb. And, uh... <laughs> Then uh, we also enjoyed a lot of different things about science and um, uh, looking at the stars, looking at the stars, looking at the moon, things. And we did those things together because we both enjoyed it so much. And uh, he was very free-spirited. And... Uh, and I am too, like spur of the moment, do something crazy type thing, you know, like we would be bored or problems going on at home. And uh, we would jump in the car in the middle of winter and head off to the beach and jump in the water. Both of us jump mm -hmm. in the water. January, February, didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we we clicked with a lot of different things like that, personality-wise and stuff. And, um, also, Tyler always had, like, a big hole, and, uh, he, I don't know, always was kind of lonely and something was missing a lot, and, um, I was able to be the one he would come to for comfort in that way, and... So, of course, that brought us closer 
um, as well. But yeah, a lot of different things. Conspiracy theories. Both of us. <laughs> <laughs> We're a conspiracy theorist. I would love a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> so I think that like a lot of what is heard surrounding like grief and loss, especially when it does relate to things like drugs, is directed at people who are in it. Or maybe, like, the peers. But I feel like as moms, like, there's not that much for us. Because I think a lot of moms who go through it, it's so hard to talk about. So, I guess, like, yeah, what's, like, what's on your heart when you think and reflect on the situation? And just, like, reflecting on, like, his life. Because he had, you guys had, a, you know, such, so many great memories and everything. And then, of course, like, this is such a painful experience. But when I think of his life, like, I think of, like, so many good things, you know? Like, it inspires me to, like, go and do the stupid things like jumping in the water or whatever it is. So, I don't know. Like, what's the one thing that you want to share or that you'd want people to know, like, about just about going through that? Or is there anything? I don't know. I can't say I really have any words of wisdom, honestly. Um, about it. I mean, I think if... I don't know how people deal with that kind of loss if they don't believe in God. I don't understand how somebody... if I don't know if I could have made it through it. Had I not believed in God and believed I would see him again. Um, that's helped also the fact that I've uh, received different signs, messages, things like that. I had a vision of him, you know, when I was wide awake, of him being in heaven. And, um, I mean, a very, not just vivid vision, but one that I could actually feel like feel his emotions in the in the vision so um and um i think reading up on the near-death experiences which i've read and watched so 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 many and i don't believe all of them that i read or or watch mm -hmm. um but there are quite a few i do and Quite a few that are unexplainable any other way than somebody having really been out of their body. Um, so that stuff has kind of helped. However, other than those things, I don't know what to say to help somebody get through it. Because it is a non-stop 24 hours a day, every single day struggle um and it does not get better with time or people say it eases up or whatever it doesn't at this point it certainly doesn't it's been nine and a half months and it at this point gets harder more difficult all the time um so right now it's like even when i'm laughing when doing something else whatever 
it's always, always there. There's not a thing that's said. There's not a song that's heard. There's not anything. There's nothing that doesn't make me think of him. Um, probably not a good idea to be alone a whole lot because that's that can bring on some really bad times. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah. It, like, always seems like it would be the hardest thing ever. But then, especially after you have a kid, it seems like it would be the hardest thing ever. But I just think it's something you can't even kind of, like, try to empathize. Like, you can't even put your mind in that. Mm -hmm. I used to actually... That was one thing that, uh, of course, that's probably most mother's fears. You know, that something will happen and yeah. you lose your kid and you'll actually find yourself as a as a young mother when your kids are little and stuff. It'll actually, well, it did with me anyway, would. I would completely break down and yeah. just cry my eyes out just the thought of something taking them away from me. Uh, but, yeah, when it actually happens... And also, I don't know how to put this out without offending anyone or negating anyone else's feelings or anything like that. But I'll just say it this way. The 27 years, I think the more years there are with someone the harder it is because it's the more memories the more memories are there the good memories the what if things what if you would have done this differently what if this person would have said this differently all of that there's so many more of that and I think we always think of when something terrible happens oh my gosh this baby and I'm not saying that's not horrible if somebody loses a baby I'm not saying that at all I'm just saying that the more years that are added, I think the harder it is because you have so much more to, so many more good memories and so many more regrets at the same time. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all that. You're welcome. I know it's difficult, but I appreciate it. Just as someone who, you know, had always loved Tyler and also of course as a mother too um because you're right like you said it's the biggest fear like anytime something as Oliver's gotten bigger it's a little bit less of those little like things shocking me all the time but when he was really small like you know when he first jumped up out of the crib and I walk in and find him face down on the floor just you know things like that yeah, yeah yeah it's like for whatever that moment or hour or however long, it's the worst feeling ever. So, yeah. Um, Keith, when he, Keith first climbed out of his crib, I had never even seen him try to climb out of his crib. That's always such a shocker. Yeah, when they, that was When us. they get out. But uh, all of a sudden, he's yelling. I run in there. He had fallen face first onto one of those darn metal 
heating grates in the floor. Mm -mm. So he had little cuts all oh, down no. his forehead and on his nose from falling on the metal grate climbing out of his crib. And of course, they, it's funny now, but it was not funny at the time. It was horrible. And I was like, you, like, oh my uh -huh. God, is he going to die? Does he right. have brain damage? Is his neck broken? You know, you think all of those things are running through your head. But I'm such a terrible parent. You know, like, <laughs> you know, you think that. Uh, thankfully, then you hear that it's happened to just about every mother, except the liars. <laughs> yes, yes. See, that's one thing I love about this podcast, sharing, like, all of the crazy things that happen, because you really feel like such a bad mom the moment that anything happens. So many times when things happen. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, it does. Totally. We all have those kind of things happen. Cool. Well, um, just as, like, a final thought. So, like, kind of like I mentioned, and kind of like people might have gathered based off listening to some of your stories, I think you're, just like when I think of your family growing up, it's just, like, such a fun, like, full of love and, you know, like, happy, exciting, uh, family to be in. So, like, is there any kind of, like, specific kind of parenting philosophy or an attitude or a belief or, a, like, advice or anything that really you think keeps that spirit, um, in your family? Because I know that's one thing I really want Oliver to grow up, like, with all those memories of, like, going out and doing stuff and, like, you know, having really, like, a lot of fun memories. Well, I think one thing is I hear a lot of young parents, um, thankfully never you, I've never heard you have this <laughs> attitude, but I've heard so many young parents um, where they have this attitude of that they're, I was a very young mother, um, but my life was my kids once I had my kids. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't go out and do your things on your yeah. own. You should have those moments to get away and do something. I think that's necessary that you do that. But you have a lot of young mothers constantly complaining on Facebook and all of this about pretty much, to sum it up, summarize what they're saying, is pretty much my life is over because I can't do anything, any and everything I want to do anymore. Yeah. And I think... Um, if that attitude is changed and you learn to see the joy in everything that you're doing with your kids and doing as a family, um, you'll be surprised how much more fun it is than going out partying anyway, you know? Yeah. And all those things because there's, you know, you probably won't even remember your night partying. But right. the memories you have with your kids and stuff, those are things that, that last forever. And, uh, so that's the thing. And make sure that you take time to, uh, do all of those things, you know, that you're going camping or whatever, you know, whatever things you decide to do that you're, that you don't have a boring sit at home life with your kids. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. you got to get out and you got to do stuff and take them bike riding and, you know, take them skate, skating and ice skating and skiing and. You know, all of those things, and there's so many, many things to do that are free or very inexpensive, and um, and you could still not have a lot of money and have a great life 
full of fun with your kids. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like, a lot of things that people talk about, like, oh, you can't do this or that, like, traveling or different things. Like, you can definitely bring your kids along. Um, so it's just, like, find yes, a way to Yes, thank do it. you that you can bring your kids along. Yeah. That's another thing I hear so much is people say, oh, well, I can't do this because I... Yeah, people, young mothers think they can't go to the darn store because they got a kid. What? Right. I had three little ones with me, and I was young. <laughs> yeah. And I took them all to the store with me or wherever I went. You know, yeah. it was like, uh, they're totable. <laughs> Definitely. And with the internet now, I feel like you can really just Google it, and there will be someone out there with good advice. Like I've mentioned on here before when... Oliver was like only a few months old. We brought him into a bar <laughs> when we played a show. You know what I mean? And um, we still bring him to shows when he's allowed in or when it's you know feasible to do. And um, just different things like uh. And uh, these aren't raucous bar fight type bars that she's in, by the way. No, they're, it wasn't. These are just. Uh, but it was a pretty like it was a hip bar. Yeah, <laughs> hip bar. I'm just saying it's not one of them. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and, like, we have a friend who, um, they just, now this is a different situation because they have, obviously have money, but (laughs) they just went to, like, Paris and, I forget where else because you had me at Paris, um, I think Italy maybe, I don't remember, anyways, and they brought their baby who's, like, five months old, um, you have to you have to carry a lot of equipment, you know, because you gotta have like the stroller and the car seat and everything. But like, point is, it's possible. Like whether it's a you know romantic getaway to Paris, <laughs> or you know you're just camping or you're playing in a bar or whatever. Like there's ways to bring your kid. But I feel like if you are kind of not sure about the logistics, I think you can just Google it now. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes, oh, I wish a lot of things were Googleable. 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 Did you Google stuff when uh, when I had kids? That's for sure. Yeah. But, know, some ways may, but some ways maybe it's better that it wasn't. Yeah, because you couldn't be sitting there like, my baby coughed two times, and then you Google it, and it's like, your baby has pneumonia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no. We were only outside for five minutes. Um, yeah, that I don't, that I don't, uh, envy, or I do envy. How do you say? I don't know. You know what I mean. I don't like it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I don't have tweets to read this week. Um, I feel like I kind of already asked you for parenting tips within all those were parenting tips do you have any like life hack parenting tips off the top of your head hmm. I probably do. and it could be for any age or any stage Ooh, that's oh, a good any age or any stage i'll tell you one if you're out somewhere this is just a little tip and your baby uses um whatever you want to call it, but a pacifier, um, and you don't have one, you can take a nipple off the bottle, and you stuff it full of, like, part of the 
cloth diaper, if you have a cloth diaper, something like that. Stuff it full of cotton or whatever, and you can tape the bottom part up. You still have the ring around it? Tape mm -hmm. it up so none of that comes out, and then you got your pacifier. There's your instant pacifier. And instead of freaking out because your baby's used to sucking a pacifier all the time, <laughs> you can make one. Um, That's and nifty. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, yeah. What is what's that thing? I nailed it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the only binky that my child would take was my boob. So Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. It was good. We didn't have to break him out of it, but also unfortunate because my boobs. They're very tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's Josh was like that too. Um, Tyler was my binky baby. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Um, but I would not let him do it for. I wouldn't let him have one for very long because it does damage their teeth. Yeah. And just like bottles, I think the longer they have them, the harder it is to get them off of it. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Hmm. I probably have other parenting tips, but I'm drawing a blank here right now. Well, that was good. I didn't know that one, so. Good to know. I can tell you it's really funny to give your baby a lemon. <laughs> we never did that. We never did it, but I gave Oliver, like, um, a pickle or something with mustard on it. I forget. It was something sour, and he literally just, like, spit it out and shook his head no. Like, he didn't, he didn't have a funny reaction. He just looked at me like, why would you give me that, like. <laughs> Keith was begging me for a lemon. Well, he was still so young, he was in a, in a walker. And uh, he's yelling for me to give him this lemon. And uh, I kept telling him it was sour, and he wanted it. So I was like, okay, then. As I gave it to him, he took a big old bite out of it, made us all screwed up face, <laughs> but then he wouldn't give it back. And kept eating it anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. All right, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.